Hello, hello, and welcome back to Two Can't Keep a Secret, your favorite Pretty Little Liars rewatch podcast. My name is Jay, and uh, it is currently like 40 degrees outside, but it is warm here and in my heart because I am here with the one and only AJ Norris. AJ, how you doing? I'm doing lovely, Jay. I'm always happy to talk about you. Talk, not, well, talk about you too. I only talk about good things. Oh my God. <laughs> But I also love talking to you. Like, you are such a bright spot in this world. And I wish you had, I hope you had a happy Hanukkah. Thank you. I hope that you have a Merry Christmas. And this will probably come af- out after Christmas. So I know that you already did. <laughs> it was so much fun. And I, I always appreciate the uh, happy Hanukkah cards I get from you, Jay. <laughs> yeah, we, we, so AJ and I uh, exchanged some holiday goodness and wishes and i sent aj a uh, hanukkah card with my cats on it um that is not a euphemism <laughs> no vincent is anthony we love him <laughs> um but aj i heard that you actually weren't doing so well after watching this week's episode jay actively not because here's my thing right here here's my issue right here, here's my wholehearted issue with this show and i have a lot of them but, but like, like let's let's talk about the good stuff. Let's talk about the fun stuff. You know, stuff like uh, uh, the the mystery behind Allison's death. That's fun. Petty teenage high school drama that will not matter in five years. That is amazing stuff to watch. I love that energy. Jenna when she's not dealing with Toby and being like that's fun. You know what's not fun, Jay? Spencer. Everything that Spencer does, Spencer's pure existence is not fun. Well, I'm sorry to tell you that, like, for the foreseeable future, Spencer will be part of this show. But but and even like here's my thing, Jay. I want to be on here and be like, Spencer's actively the worst. But you know what's worse than Spencer? There's a man named Ezra on the show. Yeah. And and his whole existence gets me extremely upset. Every decision he has, every smirk he makes, every time he tries to stand up and bigging up his chest when he's a little bitch. Like, honestly, his entire existence hurts me and my soul. Like, I need him to go away and stay away forever, Jay. I'm tired of the pedophilia. This will be so much better. I love the show. It'll be so much good. But every time I see that man... I get tired and angry, and I need him to throw away. And don't think I forgot about you, Dr. Ren, over here flirting with another minor. Like, get your shit, get your whole degree, go back to fucking England. We don't need more people like you around here. Stop it, stay away forever. And Jason, don't think I forgot about you just because your house went up in flames today. Nope, you are also a person who straight up kissed the minor. All these men, throw them away. (laughs) And just remember that this isn't Jason, this is Jason. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> Jason, we don't know what happened to Jason, but this is his his twin, his quote cousin. Uh, Jay, that man found Jason's social security number and said, "I'm taking your life." And I was like, and we saw him. He was like, "There's something different about you. There's something off." And guess what? We was like, 
He like grew oh a foot God. and also like dyed his hair blonde and grew it out. And he's like, oh, hello. I am Jason De Laurentiis. <laughs> oh, oh, and this is apparently my house now. Yes. They sure hope no nothing one... bad happens to this house that is mine. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. So um it isn't breaking news, but pedophilia is bad. Pedophilia is bad. <laughs> like, um, like the re- the reason why I say all that is like and because I was thinking about it um after I watched the show. I was like, there's so much good elements about this show. Like, like, is it corny at times? A hundred percent. Cringeworthy? Yes. But it's fun. It's good old American teen drama fun. And like with some murder mystery elements involved with it. And there are just certain sections in people that just takes me out of the fun. And it's annoying. And I would say at this point in Riverdale's run, like a season <laughs> and a half, almost two seasons, full seasons in, it also was coherent to a certain point. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that this show is also coherent to a certain point. But as an adult watching this, we realize that there are certain plot points that like should have never existed. And I just want to say that, like, unfortunately, over ten years later, almost fifteen years later, we haven't learned because there are movies coming out in twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four that oh, are still about pedophilia as mm-hmm. a plot point. I will say that May December, which came out just recently um it doesn't glorify pedophilia but it actually tells the true story of a teacher who preyed upon and had a child with um her student um and really tries to tell the the student's story in a very sympathetic way but like very Mm -hmm. much is about like their relationship and what it was and what it wasn't and trying to tell that story in a justice oriented way um even though it is a fictionalized movie um Mm. and then um in 2024 a movie with uh martin freeman and jenny ortega is coming out called miller's girl um and i won't spoil the plot for anybody but i will say it is absolutely horrendous in every single way uh martin freeman Mm -hmm. is also racist xenophobic transphobic homophobic you name it he's just an ass uh and that's an insult to donkeys everywhere um (laughs) so and so i won't even get into it but like it's another story about potential pedophilia and um why haven't we learned why is this still an attractive story to tell and i do think this is me gonna i'm gonna step on a soapbox if i'm not already on one I'm going to add a second level to that soapbox and say that I do think it that there is a certain level of adultification of teenagers that's happening in the United States right now, specifically Mm -hmm. when we talk about like not only um, are teens exposed at a a higher rate to what adults do in their free time through things like TikTok Mm -hmm. um, and what adult fashion looks like through TikTok, mm-hmm. which is why you see like 13-year-olds trying to dress like they're going to the club. Um but also in terms of things like certain states getting rid of or loosening child labor laws. Mm-hmm. And the more that we blur the lines between adolescence and adulthood, the more the more I worry that children are going to see other aspects of adulthood as 
mm-hmm. things that they're ready for and ready to engage with and like a lack of childhood and playfulness and the ability to like mm-hmm. go to the mall with your I mean, there is no mall right like there's no mall anymore but like to go to the park with your friends and like do dumb shit and like i don't know vandalize the playground like <laughs> you know like just doing kid shit and i worry about the less free time that we give children and the less mm-hmm. and the fewer boundaries we put on children and the more we introduce them to what adults are doing in their free time, not only do we risk putting them in environments that are unsafe for them, both physically and safe mm-hmm. in terms of working environments, but also around unsafe people, because the more they're around adults, just statistically, the more likely they are to run into an unsavory adult. Um, and oftentimes it's an adult, you know, who ends up that ends up preying on a child the child often knows that adult you're introducing people and building more relationships with adults which you can make the argument for every all it takes is one safe adult to change the trajectory of a child's life but it also only takes one unsafe adult to potentially Mm -hmm. send them down a trauma spiral um and so i just worry that like we are seeing a record in record numbers the adultification of child childhood and children's experiences and i worry for what that might mean so i am very against movies like miller's girl or even may Mm -hmm. december which is because it's fictionalized and not just the victim coming and the survivor coming forward and telling his story Mm -hmm. um we don't need more fictionalized or romanticized versions of these pedophilic experiences like Mm -hmm. If anything, I think it's okay for for that to be what we take out of media consumption. I know that people are like, a lot of like Gen Z right now are like, oh, like there's too much unnecessary kissing and sex in movies. And it's like, yeah, but like if it's between two consenting adults, I don't care if it's in a film. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if the characters are meant to be an adult and a child, I care. Yes. Is it okay to depict immoral things like murder in a movie yes pedophilia in media that is targeted towards teenagers and children absolutely not and that is my rant (laughs) i'm glad we were able to get this off our chest uh and we haven't even started the podcast (laughs) we have a whole episode to get into aj he said, happy Hanukkah, happy holidays. Here's what's wrong with the show. Here's what's wrong with the world. <laughs> right. And uh, Jimmy Carter still kicking, as far as we know, as of honestly, September 19th, 2023. On, honestly, I respect a, a light in this, in this very dark world at this point in time. As far as we know, he also did not condone pedophilia. To, to my knowledge, he, he was like, fuck that shit. That's not okay. And, 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 I, and I'll believe it. And I believe it. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Let's talk about a man that isn't Jimmy Carter. Let's talk about uh, Duncan Albert, who has the most white boy name, the fakest sounding name I've ever heard. Like Duncan Albert is like what the name that you give somebody when they're like, oh, kid, what's your name? And you look up and you look across the parking lot and there's a Duncan and an Albertsons like mm-hmm. Dunkin Donuts and an Albertsons you're like oh my name is a uh, Duncan Albert Duncan Albert I, I, I saw Duncan at one point in the show I was like Duncan's never had a really any form of relationship with a person of color 
like any type of melanin, never interacted. That's, this is the man from Connecticut. <laughs> Technically Pennsylvania, but we'll take Connecticut. Sure. Um, sure. So Duncan Albert is the guy who at the end of last episode recognized Arya in Vivian's coat, thinking that she was Vivian. So <laughs> Arya's talking to the other girls, saying that uh, he, she talked with, with uh, Duncan and that he didn't know that uh, Allison was dead because he's been in Florida for the past year. Um, and Emily is like, so is this just a guy that Allison flirted with? And like the other girl shut it down. They're like, no, very clearly Allie was not pretending to be Vivian so that she could like go and flirt with random guys. She invented an entire personality. Well, why not? Like, like Jenna's young. Jenna's dumb. Like, she could flirt around with people. You mean Allie? Like, flirties? Who did I say? Jenna. I mean, she's also young. Well, well pause. Okay. Yeah, Allison was Allison was young and could flirt around with people if she wanted to. Like, she can do devious things and be like, oh, a cute boy. A quote-unquote cute boy. Yeah, and I think, like, that's definitely possible for her to do while being Vivian, but I don't think that she was yeah. inventing a fake persona, going to a different town, asking about, like, like doing all these, like, undercovery type things to try and find out who's stalking her as Vivian yeah. just to flirt with boys. For sure, I, I agree. It probably it was not just to flirt with boys. but It's, it's not like when I go to a bar trying to get a free no. drink, so I tell somebody that my name is something else. <laughs> and like invent that I work at the museum downtown. You know what I mean? Like Ooh. I did lie to an Uber driver when I was in New Orleans because I was afraid that he was gonna think that I was visiting and drive me to a different place than where I was supposed to be going. So I was just like, Yeah, I live here, like my friends, they it was my friend's birthday, so I made sure everyone mm -hmm. got home safe and now I'm Ubering, blah blah blah. And invented a whole backstory and he was like, Oh wow, like I just moved here. Do you have any favorite restaurants? And I was like no. <laughs> I was like, I don't really eat out much. I don't have favorite. I, I don't really eat out. Can't really afford to. That's funny. Like, um, but I, like, I, like it's not like it's not like that kind of mm. fake identity where it's like I'm trying to get a free drink out of it. Like, yeah. Allie had some ulterior motives. Correct. I don't remember uh, what those ulterior motives were. I don't know if we were told them, but like, she uh, had yes, motives. it was that she's trying to find out who's stalking her. Ah, fair enough. Okay, good. Okay, cool. Um, but they don't get too deep into this conversation because a car pulls up to the cafe that they're sitting at, and who should appear but Jenna and Toby? Ooh, interesting. So uh, and, and this and this is when Jenna had the band-aid on her eye too, right? Yeah, so Jenna had the corrective surgery to one of her eyes, um, because they do this procedure one eye at a time. Um, mm -hmm. and Spencer just stands up and she's like shocked. Did you think we were gonna get Toby coming back? I, I, I didn't know Toby was gone. I didn't know Toby was Well, remember he like left the school, like he dropped out of school. Because he got his GED, and then... Um, and then he just started to work for Spencer's dad, um, before Spencer was like, we gotta break up. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was being, he... like, an independent contractor. Honestly, 
honestly, Toby can go. Like, I, I need Toby to, like, just, like, you know. I, I understand why Toby's there. Toby's, like, straight up this girl's brother. Uh, so, it, it makes sense why he's there with her. Uh, but he just needs to get his um, independent carpentry um, and go to Philadelphia. And, or and anywhere. Started, anywhere. Just, just, I, I just chose that because that's nearby. It uh, just started new. Like, start, start a place where there's no baggage, where you don't have so much tying you down and so much have to look over your street and see people staring and pointing at you and, and just standing up from a table and looking. Like, we, we need you free. He doesn't need to be Spencer's boo, and he doesn't need to be Rosewood's boo Radley. You, you don't That's need to kill right a mockingbird now. reference. Yes. Okay, just want to make sure. Yeah, that that was was that was the uh, guy on trial, right? Uh, no, that was, was the it? guy, the like outcast yeah. in the town that they were like, oh, he lives in the house, he never comes out of the house. Um, the guy on trial was a black man who um was who had allegedly assaulted a white woman. Ah, uh, yes, 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 that part. Yes. I, I have not. I have not done my to kill Lockheed reading at least recently. Ezra would be so mad, and that's why you haven't done it. I I live to make that man upset. <laughs> that makes me. <laughs> um. So we're gonna cut to the Marin home. Uh, yes. And if you remember last episode? Hannah destroyed mm-hmm. her phone. Yep. Like like a foolish little girl. And uh, there's one thing that 16-year-olds need, especially in a show that is, is uh, that is based on them getting text messages from an anonymous phone number. Um, <laughs> and that is a phone. But you know what else they need? They need consequences for their actions. Did you think that this was going to be a plot point? No, I genuinely didn't. And Jay, it brought me so much joy. I was like, yes. <laughs> the amount of parenting that Ashley Marin does in this scene. Mm-hmm. We love to see it. Like, listen, I love Ashley. Pause. I was not the biggest Ashley Marin supporter. Ashley's like batting 100 right now. Like, Ashley's not missing. <laughs> she might have stolen dead, dead man's money, a dead woman's money, but you know what? That, that She's was like using a that as an opportunity to learn and grow. It was a season and a half ago. She's a better woman. She said, I've grown for that experience. <laughs> Especially after And uh, Ashley Especially. says, if you, need, if you need to call someone so badly, mm-hmm. I'm sure Emily will let you use her phone. Emily's, Emily's like, right yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> and Emily's like, yeah. And Hannah's like, but we only have one class together. Hannah. Hannah, girl. You think no one's going to yeah. let you use their phone? Like so, like, first off, someone will let you use your phone. And worst case scenario, you're at school where you should be. Go to the office. <laughs> and uh, and I don't think she she has her car right because like I don't think has a car because she shouldn't be allowed to right now. I don't. My gut says no. The amount of times my that heart. she's gotten into like a car or a car related incident. Like honestly, that girl should be walking that- everywhere. Hannah would feel comfortable being in the car after what she's been through. I'd be like, you know what? That's right, that's but like, like it's not like she's driving home and like if there's an accident, she needs to call somebody. Like, it's fine. Um, and Actually, she's rarely walking home alone. She's walking home with her friends, and she's walking home. Uh, right. So it's it's fine. Like in Rosewood, is a small town. Like, if something happens to Hannah, someone's gonna notice. 
And uh, Ashley tells Hannah, you know, I've noticed something's going on in your life and you're not telling me about it. When you decide to talk to me about what's going on with you in your life, we'll, con- we'll have the conversation about you getting a phone. But until then, no phone. I like that. I, a good parent. Good. Lay down the law, Ashley. I, I think <laughs> children should have consequences. They should have consequences. And here's the wild thing. Ashley's not asking for a lot. She's like, I just need to know what's happening. I just, just, just keep me informed. Keep me in the loop. She's Let saying, why so are the can... police constantly looking for you? Like, like spoiler, if you haven't watched the episode, uh, by the end of this episode, they're in a hospital. Not, Hannah not in the hospital, but still, stuff went down. And you like, know what? Ashley like, you know still what? was able to show up, even though Hannah didn't still. have a phone. Yep. <laughs> so, so Ashley might be spitting. We love Ashley Marin. And by we, I mean I. I have always loved Ashley Marin. I never I, and, doubted and, her. And just like I am um, pro Hannah having consequences, I was also on the train that Ashley Marin deserves consequences for her actions. But, like, you know what? I also believe in statutes of limitation. <laughs> there we go. Well, you know who doesn't? Uh, Teenagers. Mona? Yeah. Teenagers oh, whose yeah. brains have not fully developed yet. Mona does not believe in the definition of the word consequences. <laughs> Speaking of people who have never been punished a day in their life. Yeah, correct. I realized you know that was a conversation I had at work earlier today about somebody, not a conversation I had with you, so I apologize. But okay. in my brain, speaking of people who have never been punished a day in their life, Mona gets an old cell phone, like a burner phone, that'll burn, that'll charge to her account, mm. and then gives it to Hannah. And she's like, don't worry, it'll bill me. I got you covered. Why do you have extra phones? It's Mona. I'm not surprised. Like, you, you know that Faruka, um, Willy Wonka sound on TikTok? Yeah. That's Mona. <laughs> That's Mona. <Yeah. laughs> so, so, I understand why she had two phones. Because she was like, this is ancient. This is Mona six months old. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> well, to be fair, I was at my parents' house like two years ago. And yeah. I did see one of my old cell phones. Mm. To, and it hasn't been charged. It hasn't been touched in years, but we had the physical phone. Yes. And I'm sure we could find a charger that fit it because it's probably the same as like an Android charger, truly. Because like Android chargers are pretty much like a universal charger. Um, Mm -hmm. And this was pre-smartphone. This was like my middle school phone. Um, And... So, I mean, like, I get it, but also it's... So even Spencer comments on how entitled Mona is. And it's Spencer. And and my response is, Spencer, you are not the one. Like, if this was Hannah, sure. Are you maybe? Spencer, you know what you be doing? You be stealing wedding rings and and then, like, not having consequences for those actions. But, you know... To be fair, no one knows that she did that. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> and I hope that haunts her. <laughs> you know what? I hope that Troyan Belisario, the actress who mm-hmm. plays, I probably butchered her name. I'm so sorry. Um, 
for that actress i hope she still thinks about that wedding ring (laughs) (laughs) if i god forbid am ever in the same room as her i have lots of questions about spencer's character and about this series (laughs) but my number one number one is you never thought to get a replacement (laughs) ring for melissa you would sooner call her a killer a kill a whole killer suspect her for murder then get her a replacement engagement or wedding ring from her dead mm-hmm. husband. All she wants in this world. Shame. Um, but Hannah's just grateful because she didn't need to ask uh, Caleb to help uh, with the phone situation because he's still in California with his uh, biological mom. Uh, and she's like, okay. I don't want A to hurt him. Okay, but A can hurt him in California, I'm sure. Like, like, here's my thing. Like, A can hurt any of y'all if A wants to. Like, you don't, you don't have to have a connection to them. Um, in throwing out a theory for later on, they don't have to be someone you like for A to hurt them. Like, A will hurt people. And then on top of that, um, yes. like, did you think when Mona gave Hannah the phone, since this is yes. a phone that hasn't been used? likely since a came on the scene to these mm-hmm. girls because mm-hmm. a was on the scene to- like bullying ally but like we don't know how long all of that whatever yes did you think that a would be able to reach hannah through this phone because a doesn't have nope. this phone's number no and i did make a mark later on there is a message that um the girls receive everyone gets a text except for hannah and i was like hannah has a phone interesting and that puts a um, wrench in your plan or in your theory that Mona's A, right? Mona, it, it, it does. It, like, <laughs> it does. Like, Mona, it's, it's Mona's phone. <laughs> no, because Mo, uh, Spencer straight up says, like, um, if we could uh, harvest Mona's powers, we could. Wait, something about the Easter Seaboard. <laughs> but she was like, Mona is so powerful. And I was like, yes, she is powerful. That's why you should watch out for her. But you know. Right, but but here's the thing. Yes. We're getting ahead of ourselves here, but Mona knows <laughs> the phone number of the phone she gave to Hannah. She put herself as number one on speed dial. She did, yep. But Hannah's new phone doesn't get the message from A. Oh. If Mona is A, Mona texts all the numbers, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because there's also the theory of once Hannah has a phone number, she's getting all the fo- all the phone numbers that that phone is missing and putting them in her phone. There's no way she's not saying, Spencer, Aria, Emily, can you give me Caleb's number to put it in this new phone? Can you get me this person's phone number? Can you get me that person's phone mm-hmm. number? That's so right. all in all, other people will now have Hannah's new number. So it would be less suspicious if it was Mona. Because her number's getting out there. That's fair. So Mona would have some plausible deniability. I don't like But it just seems deniability. like A doesn't have this phone. It does. That is where we're at right now. Um That's tricky. Oh yeah. I don't like Starmages in my pants. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to present all the facts here, because this is what we had to think about back in the oh, day. Back in the day when you didn't have the answer. Yeah. Honestly, there's a Mazi Returns you still don't have the answer. I know who A is. I know who A is. 
I was featured in a BuzzFeed article when A was revealed. <laughs> Mind you. Um, but Emily gets a text from Maya at this point. Ooh. From Maya, who is not a ghost. I thought she was dead. Um, and she it says that she's all right, but not to tell anyone that she's heard from her. Because just didn't we leave off that Maya did not go on the uh, pause? Let me tell you my theory. This ain't Maya. This is not Maya. Because I was like, Maya's dead. And we, the last time we saw Maya, she was entering a strange car with a person we do not know. It was a black vehicle. Uh-huh. So I was like, the person could have access to Maya's phone and just send a text to Spencer. Not Spencer, Emily. So I'm like, send to Spencer is... too. True. True facts. So there is no confirmation that this is Maya. I haven't Correct. heard from Maya. I haven't seen Maya. This can be anybody. Correct. So let's keep a pin in that. Because uh, we're at school. And so is Toby. And so is Jenna. And Spencer sees them. And Spencer like tries to say, like, oh, I'm glad you're back. And he's like, I'm not. And she asks about Jenna's eye surgery. And mm-hmm. Toby is just very cold with her. Uh, um, He says that they don't know the results yet. And mm-hmm. Spencer tries to be like, don't, like, why are you here with Jenna? Like, I'm shocked you would want to help her so much. And Toby has to remind her, like, this is my stepsister. This is my sister. We've been through a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a little late for Spencer to come saying, like, I care about you. Because all she's done is prove that she doesn't in his mind. And well, in reality, like, but, like, for her, she was doing <laughs> it to protect him. Because, like, here's my thing, Jay. I, I understand because I lived through this world, and one of the point of views I lived through is Spencer's. So I understood where Spencer was coming from. But if this was anyone else, Spencer was like not a good girlfriend, this man. Um, and the way she let this man down. I mean, she essentially one. like love bombed him, right? She like helped him get out of a abusive situation. She got mm-hmm. him a car. She got him a job. And then she, she was did. like, and also, and I love you so much. And then yeah. I was like, bye, sucker. Don't come back. Correct. <laughs> but, um, like, what's this mean? Because I feel like this Toby being, like, this cold to Spencer is, like, new. Because I felt like in the past, Kobe, Toby was like, ah, we're not in a relationship, but, like, she still likes me. But this one felt more like, no, I think I'm he was sad, and now it comes across more as, like, bitter. Ah, fair enough. Which tracks for me at least in terms of how I felt after breakups, where it's like, I can be really sad, but, like, after a while, I just get I just get angry at the person. Mm. Okay. Fair I enough. just remember, like, all the things that, like, either should have been red flags or all the things that could have happened or that I should have said, and I just start to get, like, angry that I, that, like, the situation didn't resolve the way that I wanted it to, even though I broke up with the person. So... <laughs> I can see it. That's fair. Um. So we're gonna have. <laughs> I I I I like. I live in denial phase. I'd be like denial, then just depression, and then I'd be like, okay, now we're good. I need. Yeah, to I very rarely get to. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> well, because I, I see most of my breakups, except for like one, has been like amicable. That's fair. Yeah. I think only one of mine has been amicable. Ah, oh, that's fair. <laughs> um, 
so you know let's talk about duncan <laughs> yeah so we're so Arya's is meeting with duncan and duncan's like if you really knew vivian you would know that wasn't her real name what's her real name and this could be a trap that's what i was like, I was like this is a trap are you don't fall but she just kind of pauses and then she says her name was allison and he says yeah okay so you're legit where is she So if Duncan knew her name, how did he not know that she was dead? Can I ask another question? Mm-hmm. Pause. That's a great question. That actually is a really good question because this was a big deal. Um, and he's and like, what, assuming... the town over? That's what I'm saying. Like, he wasn't that far away. Like, if I heard, I'm pretty sure, like, if I'm from, like, a small town or, like, not that big of a city, if there was, like, a year-long mystery girl that turns up, I would have heard about that. Like, yeah. at least on the local news. Or on a newspaper or something. And like, 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 like and just that was Ian a big stuff, deal. Like, it, it, at no point in time has this not been a news story. Yes. Correct, correct. Um, and I Duncan, person... like, we don't get that <laughs> answer. Okay, fair enough. I would say at the oldest, he's maybe 19. Well, all I know is he said, um, I've had my pilot's license since I was 16. Yeah, we'll get there. Okay, fair enough. But, um, but I was looking this whole time, I was like, is this a grown man out of high school or no? <laughs> and he's not very clear, right? Because he yeah. meets Arya at the school. Mm-hmm. But, like, he doesn't go to that school. And Correct. shouldn't he be in school if he's, whatever. It's a, it's a high school show. They're never in school when they're supposed to be in school. You know what? You, you made a point. Um, So Duncan is like visibly upset. And mm-hmm. he's like, do they know who did it? And Arya's like, kind of. Um, And so somehow he miraculously puts together like things that Vivian slash Allison had told him. And he's like, you're mm-hmm. the one who had the journal. You're a writer, right? And it's like, sure. how much did um, how much did Allie tell him. Mm-hmm. Um, and Arya asked. Because I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, Jay. Allie seemed like, uh, sure she might have been the girl in charge of the friend group and whatever, like the top girl at the school. She seemed like the person that would hold her cards close to the vest. Right, especially if you're meeting up with this guy to try and find someone who's stalking you. Mm-hmm. Um. Yes. Um, you know, you're all good. You're all good. And yeah. Um and Duncan's like, no, she never mentioned anyone that she was afraid of. Um mm. it, but um I don't want to talk about this here in public. So Arya uh offers to meet him at the bookstore in Brookhaven, uh, but he says he'll call her. And then he does what? we in the social work field call a doorknob disclosure, which is as he's reaching for that doorknob to leave the scene, the metaphorical mm-hmm. doorknob, because they're outside. He yeah. goes, oh, by the way, the weekend alley disappeared. I saw her that weekend. What? It's like when you're, when you're in therapy and you're like about to leave the session, like you're like, oh, thanks. It was great talking with you. This was really helpful, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And you're reaching for the doorknob and you're like, oh, my mom used to beat me as a kid. 
<laughs> Which is not true. My mom never beat me as a child. Um, but that's an example of doorknob disclosure. Okay. okay, fair enough, fair enough. So all of a sudden, like, Duncan saw Allie Labor Day weekend 2009. Like, is there a reason for a doorknob uh, disclosure? Is that, like, a mechanism? Like, oh, you don't not ready to talk about it, but you want to get off your chest. So I don't know. There are many reasons why a person might do a doorknob disclosure. We can okay. get into that off podcast, or if okay, you're interested <laughs> in hearing more about the psychology and theories behind why people doorknob disclose, uh, send us questions at twosecretspod at gmail.com. Um, and maybe in our season two recap, we can talk a little bit about the psychology of why so much of this is fucked up. <laughs> Fair enough. Maybe we'll invite uh, the therapist from the show on. Just kidding. She's not real. Um. She she she's okay. I, I would like her. She's back. also like not real. We can't invite her. I, I, I think at some point we can get one of the people that were on the show on the podcast. I think we could. Like as an extra, sure. <laughs> but remember um, it was like a big thing before people on TikTok started making fun of folks that used to be on the show from a decade ago talk about it yeah but you saw what happened <laughs> with Christy Carlson Romano you know what fair enough <laughs> uh, so later we assume that uh, Arya has told the other girls about this because mm-hmm. Spencer uh, is shocked to hear that about this and Hannah's like he might not even be telling the truth like he might have, he might have just made some stuff up to like try and and get you to like meet up with him again. And Arya's like, but you should have seen his reaction. It looked real, and it did. Yes, as people who saw the reaction. Um, and then they see Garrett like pull away from the curve like super fast, and at the same time, all the girls except Hannah get a text from A. Mm-hmm. Um. And the text message says, uh, the text message says, one minute. You, you got this. The text message it's, says, something about smoke. where there's smoke, there's payback. <gasps> and uh, then they look up and they see Toby and Jenna are across the street and they're talking to the fire department. Now, why would, why would Toby and Jenna be talking to the fire, the fire department? Well, um, they came to the conclusion this was about um how Jenna lost her eyesight. Yes. And, and my response was, would you not have had this conversation a while, while ago? So yes, unless the mm-hmm. theory is that they are just now se- like, so it's understood that um that Jenna has never told the truth about what happened. Oh. scared of Allie. So maybe now that she's back, she's telling the mm-hmm. truth. That's her. Okay. I can I can buy that. Because that was always their fear, right? It was that Jenna was going to tell the truth about what happened and then they would get in trouble for what happened to Jenna because they should, because it was their fault. They deserve... Well, like, here's the thing. Here's the truth, right? Was what the girls did... To- good no 
But if they told the truth, it's like what you did was bad, but y'all aren't the main cause of this. But also, like, they should face consequences, and like, it's okay to face consequences for things that you did. Yes. And like, that doesn't mean that you are evil people. It doesn't mean that you are defined by your one mistake. But if you continue to deny that that's what you did and you continue to not make the situation better, like you are proving that like you are actually more complicit in this than you let on. Correct. I agree. Like, cause um, I actively talk about how I think two of those girls aren't bad people. Oh. <laughs> but I also know what they've done. And I was like, you know what? That's Ashley Marin. I was singing her praises, but also did not forget that she stole money. Like, it. Like the good and the bad, it's just part of who you are. It makes you a whole person. And Jenna and Toby, next thing we see, are at the hospital, uh, <clears throat> and they're waiting for uh, an appointment. And Jenna starts talking about uh, this old movie um, where there's an old lady, and she's surrounding things herself with things that she loves. Um, while she gets ready to get her sight back and Jenna's like I want to do the same thing and she reaches for Toby's hand um meaning like she's trying to convey that like she's really glad Toby's there because she really cares about him Mm -hmm. and Toby's like yeah well that old lady in the movie was a bitch and and I burst out laughing I did I'll be honest I want to know what movie this was I I was also curious. <laughs> uh, I looked on the Wikipedia and there's no like reference of like, oh, they're referencing this movie. Uh, um, but Ren walks by, but and I, I would like to say it's it's moments like this, this minus her touching Toby's hand. Uh, like it's like Jenna's straight up just a teenage girl. Like like this. Yeah, they they like, they're like she's a demon, she's evil. Well, she is a teenage girl who has gone through a lot. And also, yes. like, when we see children and teenagers replicating assault, like, committing assault on other people, oftentimes they have been through or been shown that that is proper behavior by their own mm-hmm. family members. So we don't know mm-hmm. what happened to Jenna's parent or Jenna's mm-hmm. mom because her mom is the one that married Toby's dad. Yes. So we don't know what happened in her in Jenna's parents' relationship. We don't know Jenna's backstory, but we don't know what she's been through. It doesn't no. condone the fact that she assaults Toby. Correct. And when we see teenagers and children showing those behaviors, it's often because they have endured similar kinds of abuse, specifically from a family member or a loved one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something else to sort of keep in mind is like, she may or may not fully comprehend that what she is doing is assault. Um, because she may see it as a way to healthily show love. She may see it's not, this is not me trying to excuse it, but it may be the way that she learned how to have a -hmm. relationship with another human being. Mm -hmm. And obviously that behavior needs to be unlearned. Correct. Um, but yeah, Ren walks over and he's like, oh, Toby, how have you been recovering since the since the accident? And Toby is like giving him one word answers. He wants nothing to do with Ren because he knows that uh, Ren is, I think Jenna calls him, calls Ren Spencer's personal physician. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And like, understood. I understand um, he's jealous and very upset. Uh, but also, stay away. 
that's but, that's, a, that's the bad news bit right there. But also, like, I think yes, asking all those questions about like, does Spencer know you're back? All of that, not relevant. You don't need to ask that. Correct. But like checking in and being like, oh, how have you been since the accident? Like, since he was like one of the people caring for Toby, sure. like, fair. I, I can yes, I can buy that. But in, like, in it'll this be place one thing of that's... work, which is a hospital. If that's where this stopped, then I agree. Right, with correct, you. correct. Yes, <laughs> that's not where he stopped at. Yeah, and Ren just shows up a little too much for my liking. Like uh, Jay, you have no idea when I thought I was done with this man in the first half of season one. <laughs> He's still here. I am not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. I yeah. remembered Ren being in maybe four episodes before we started this podcast. That's like insane. four episodes in season one to be clear like not like four episodes throughout the series mm. I got dear you. listeners you know what yes. i mean i don't <laughs> i will find out in in a few years <laughs> aj does not know aj does not know what i mean but let's just say that i remember everything about mm. ren and I remembered him being in four episodes from season one. Okay. So clearly I there were some details I missed. Um, it, it, it happens to the best of us. Listen, Jay, like, it's seven seasons, 20 episodes per season. There's a lot to get through. But I was just like, but he shows up a little too much for my liking and seems a little too himbo for my liking. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest, right? I was like, uh, there was a sentence he said later on in the episode i was like that's charming but you're still a terrible person like but he's too him like you can't be a medical student (laughs) and like (laughs) in your 20s and be this dumb and bad at and like charming dumb you know what i mean he's not just like a doofus he's like perfectly charming perfectly able to get what he wants yeah and still play the oh, isn't it so weird running into you card? Mm-hmm. And for a very long time in this show, people thought that Ren had something to do with A. And, and I get it, I understand, especially as much as Ren be just po- showing up and knowing things, it makes sense. Um. Either way, he's like flirting with a teenager, and we don't like that. Um, no, we don't. Yeah. And uh, speaking of that teenager, because I want to spend as little time on Ren and pedophiles as I can, uh, Spencer's <laughs> reading a book, and uh, Emily comes up, and she's like, are you still thinking about Toby? Stop asking her about Toby. Clearly, she's thinking about Toby. And Spencer's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm really the reason he ran ran back to Jenna. As if, first of all, he kind of had a choice. Like, that's the only family he really has. And also, she's going through a very difficult medical procedure. Mm-hmm. Like, like, here's my thing. Like, first off, I, I don't know if your friends were like this. During breakups, we do not talk about this. That, that's not a thing we talk about. Like, we, we, that's a if someone brings up the rats and they're like, you want to hear what I hated about... Oh, I almost said my ex's name. <laughs> and, 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 and we'd be like, yeah, tell me about that terrible person. Because you're... But, <laughs> but what I am not going to say is, AJ... <laughs> ha- yeah. Are you are you still caught up on insert person's name? 
I was like, please stop. Please stop. Um, yeah, and Spencer's like, yeah, it's my fault that he ran back to Jenna. As if he's now dating Jenna and not just, like, helping her get through the day. Like, like he's he's still a straight-up child. Um, and he's still a... Uh, and that's still his family. Like, even if he wanted to, like, run away and stuff like that, then he wouldn't be around. But, like, based on where he has to stay at, like, of course he's going to be in her life. Like, but also, it's not like he's, like, making out with Jenna. He's, like, physically helping her move around. He's, like, driving her places. That is different than running back to her. Because Correct. it implies that he's replacing Spencer with Jenna. But they did not fill the same role in his life. Yes, I agree. Um, so Emily's like, okay, let's change the subject. Let's talk about our favorite man. Wayne? Wayne. A. Uh, we like Wayne. And Wayne emailed her during a layover in Germany. And, oh. um, we're gonna, like, just for my own sanity, because, um, there's a lot going on in the world right now. And mm -hmm. this is my escape. I'm going to say... <laughs> Uh, that we're going to uh, acknowledge that uh, Emily says that she will never be able to get used to the fact that her dad is going to be in a war. Mm -hmm. uh, and I can also acknowledge that it is very difficult to imagine people that I know and care about being in a war or war zone. And we are going to leave it there. And we are going to move on. Pam's going to be back in a, in a week. Pam is going to be back in a week. Yeah, and uh, they just glaze right over the fact that Pam's coming back, and uh, Spencer's like, okay, what about Maya? You heard from her? Well, here's and the Emily's thing. Like, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. Um, I'm more excited for Pam to be back. I'm, I'm like, intrigued to see Pam into this. Because let me tell you something. There's a whole lot of going on, and I believe full-heartedly in my chest. Ashley Marin. Despite how much in my head canon that Pam hates this woman, um, Ashley Marin's gonna go to Pam and be like, "Yo, Ella's not taking this seriously, but there's a person that's threatening our daughters." And I believe Pam has a little Wayne in her, and she's gonna be like, "Uh, -uh let's fix this." Wait, can you back up? <laughs> Pam has okay. what? A little Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> that is, those are two people I do not expect to be in the same room. Pam and Lil Wayne. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> that was all you my friend oh that's hilarious but, but Pam, Pam will join um, Ashley Marion to let's figure out this ASIC <laughs> that's hilarious that's a little way <laughs> and like Pam is the only parent we haven't seen in quite some time no, no, yeah, yeah, because we saw Veronica this episode. I'm looking to her. Um, we saw Wayne like Ella. two weeks ago. Yeah, so, and, and I don't. We don't know how Pam feels about this. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, Jay. I, I like I like um, Emily. I think Emily has a lot of good traits. Um, I don't think communication is one of those traits that she has. That's great. And I don't know Pam knows the extent, uh, to go to what's going on, and that's saying a lot, especially considering how. Little the moms that's in the town knows. Yeah. So I think if so, I um, I think I think Pam is Mama Bear. 
But, well, Ashley Marin is Mama Bear, but Pam is also Mama Bear. But Pam would be like Mama Mama Bear if she were there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Spencer's like, fine, don't want to talk about your parents? Let's talk about Maya. And Emily's like, well, I heard <laughs> from her, but I don't know if I should tell Maya's parents. And like, Spencer does not... Spencer's like, yeah, that's really hard. Like, Spencer does not say, like, yeah, you should tell her parents that you've heard from their missing child. Like, like, what do they want? Another alley situation? No. Because that could be what's thinking of. Like, you're in this town. This has happened before where a teenage girl has gone missing and turned up dead. Like, and this so time we're actually hearing be, yeah. from that girl, allegedly. Like, you don't have to tell your parents anything. Real pause. If you tell her everything they know, they're still going to be stressed because they don't know where the child is. But at least but they at know least that they she's okay. They know she's alive. Which, pause, she might not be, but you know, that's a different story. <laughs> but they know that someone is contacting Emily pretending or as Maya. Yeah. Yes. To, to their knowledge, Emily is in contact with their daughter, which means, and Emily is keeping them in the know. So that's more than what Maya's giving them right now. And that's like but, a whole lot of But right now, Emily's giving don't. nobody anything. Correct. Because um, it would be one thing if Maya was like, yo, Spencer, I'm in Las Vegas, Nevada. Don't tell my parents. Which, which, watch, even then, Jay, I'll be like, yo, tell your parents that she's in Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> and this is something. Like, this is very much, like, a teenage plot line. Not that she's run away, but, like, hey, don't tell my parents that X, Y, and Z. And mm-hmm. I have had friends who, when I was a teenager, I'm going to give a trigger warning for mental health and suicidality. But, like, when I was a teenager, I had friends who were, like, I think I'm going to kill myself. Don't tell anyone. I don't want anyone to interrupt. Like, don't call the cops. I just wanted to tell you because, like, you matter a lot to me. I want. I wanted someone to know. Hmm. And the first time that someone had said that to me, I didn't tell anyone because I knew the person well enough that I knew they weren't going to follow through. Um, there was a lot of detail in the situation that I'm not going to mention, but I knew enough to know that this person was not going to follow through. Okay. When that situation progressed with that same person, and also it's happened in other cases that I've observed. Vinny, it's okay. Sorry, my cat is screaming. Um, immediately I told an adult or called mm-hmm. the police in that person's area. And at the time, I did not fully understand what resources were out there. So I did not know that calling the police on a person and during a mental health crisis was not the best option. To be fair, mm-hmm. it was 2000. 9 2010 and i was like 14 years old mm-hmm. so you know there's only so much information out there but yeah like i'd rather call the police than have done nothing and if that's mm-hmm. all that someone knows to do like you got to tell someone and yes. whenever someone says to you like don't tell anyone i'm about to and then tells you any sort of like information that you have questions about Tell mm-hmm. somebody that you trust. Mm-hmm. Even if that person is someone who doesn't know anyone else involved in the situation, they only know you. And you're like, yeah, my friend told me that uh, she's going to cheat on her boyfriend. I don't know what to do. Like, at least you're telling somebody. Yeah. Like, and maybe tell someone who can intervene. Mm-hmm. In this case, in this scenario, Emily should tell Maya's parents. 
or the police, yeah. preferably mm-hmm. both, because it is an investigation. Yes, because she's a missing persons, a missing person now. Um, but you know, like, tell somebody. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as a secret, a good secret. No. There are surprises. Mm-hmm. Surprises can be good. Secrets are never good. Like, oh, I'm throwing you a surprise birthday party. That's fun. But, oh, I but got AJ a car for his birthday. I did not. I do not have that kind of money. Um, Jay, I would have told you to take that back. Save your money. I love you. I appreciate it. <laughs> in this economy, you're right. Uh, but, oh, I got AJ a car for his birthday. Don't tell him, Vinny. Like, that's a surprise. That's not a secret. Yes. A surprise has an end date mm-hmm. and a concrete outcome. Mm-hmm. Secrets, there's no such thing as a secret. If you're trying to keep something secret, people are going to find out eventually. And it's not mm-hmm. going to look good for someone involved and that someone is likely going to be you. Correct. Um, I tell that to kids all the time. I'm like, especially working with like little kids. Cause right now I primarily work with like kindergartners through like third grade. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if an adult tells you to keep a secret, it's not a, like, there's no such thing as an adult keeping a secret with a child. Correct. There are things that, are personal that you might choose not to tell. You don't have to tell me everything that's happening in your life, but if an adult tells you to keep a secret, that, that, that is not okay. Mm -hmm. So I think also in this scenario, like children are telling other children to keep a secret and this kind of secret is not okay. It's not. This is a bad Um, secret. And uh, Peter Hastings a couple episodes ago kind of asked Spencer to keep a secret and not tell uh, Veronica that she knew that uh, Jason was her half brother. Remember that? He was like, don't tell your mom that I told you. And then it doesn't matter. Either way. Uh, Spencer. I thought, I, thought he, I thought he told her don't tell her sister. Maybe that was it. Okay. But either way, uh, things are kind of awkward between Jason and Spencer right now. And Jason and the whole sh- family. Honestly, just Jason as a figure is very suspicious. Yeah. And I think we don't get enough time with him to fully understand why. Because he's kind of suspicious because like he just shows up. Like, Here's the thing, Jay. There's a million and one other things he could be doing than what he does. Right. And that's what makes it suspect to me. I'm like, why are you right, doing this? Exactly. Why are you doing with these? Like, we don't really know <laughs> what his job is. We don't really know what he's no. doing in his free time. Mm. So that's what kind of makes him suspicious. If we knew, like, that this is what he's doing, this is what his life looks like, whatever, then maybe mm-hmm. we would be like, okay, he's just another character that's showing up in these in these girls' lives. But he yeah. only seems to show up in relationship to other suspicious things. Mm-hmm. Um and Spencer hasn't returned his calls because uh, she's stressed out. Um, but uh, Jason rightfully sees that Emily is there, and he's like, "We're not talking about that," meaning the fact that they're related and that uh, <clears throat> Spencer's dad slash maybe Melissa had something to do with it. Um, <clears throat> 
because Jason has a bag of Allie's things that uh, got packed up when fa- Maya's family moved out, and he thinks that Maya dropped them off on the porch. And Emily's like, oh, Maya dropped them off? And he's like, no, they just sort of showed up on the porch one yeah. day, like, after they moved. Uh, and he had no idea that she was missing. So this is still a breaking news story in, in Rosewood, I guess. Um, she hasn't been missing, missing. Like, not everybody has read the newspaper, I guess. Yeah. Um, Which is fair. That's not, and so he's like, yeah, come over if you want to see the stuff from Allie's room. Which they will. Okay. But before that, we're going to have a confrontation. Okay. Ella's going to go to Ezra's office. And uh, when she gets there, she's like, can I come in? And he's like, of course. And all he has, and he's like, can I get you something to drink or eat? All he has is chocolate milk and an apple. And it's like, dude, as somebody who has snacks in their office i have the office bodega is what i tell people Um, but i don't have chocolate milk and apples those are not these snacks that people keep in in their office i'm sorry no no adult man is drinking chocolate milk maybe an apple but not chocolate milk (laughs) and i will say during the workday at lunch, I've gone to the grocery store and there's a local dairy farm that that does deliveries of like fresh milk. And they mm. have like flavored milks too that are from a local farm. And so like occasionally I will drink a coffee milk, mm. coffee flavored milk. But yes. like very rarely do I just have chocolate milk laying around in my in my office. Mm-hmm. I just find this man suspiciously childlike in a way that I do not like. I actively do not like um and she's like this is not a social call sir and this mm-hmm. is where i was like okay ella i see what you did you tried oh. to make i was like maybe you tried to make Arya and ezra feel comfortable get more information and now you're gonna set this man straight i'll be honest with you Jay. I... I had no hope in that but i thought it ella has lost all of my trust <laughs> like i hate that i hate it but like <laughs> I came into this conversation with no expectation. I know, same, same. But <laughs> I thought about it. I was like, mm, maybe she's playing a game. Maybe. And uh, she she says, I hope that the fact that we are willing to have a conversation, I'm willing to have a conversation, doesn't make you think that I'm on your side. Mm-hmm. Which I can, I can agree with. I'll hear you okay. out. Doesn't mean I agree with you. I, I think that's fair. Um, and she says, Not in this situation, but fair. <laughs> and she says, compared to Byron, it may look like I'm your friend, but oh, there's only one person I care about, and that's Arya. Sure. Allegedly. Yeah. Uh, and Ezra's like, do you want me gone too? She should have said yes. Correct. She says she doesn't have an opinion on the matter. Uh, and Ezra's like, mm, no, you do. Yeah. And she implies that she would like him to also go to New Orleans. Um, yeah. Well, like, like, well, like, here's the thing, right? I didn't get that, cause he was like, uh, she says she don't have a pain. He's like, yes, you do, and she was like, yeah, I do, and and, and that's where she left it off at. And I, if I needed anything from Ella, I needed Ella to be firm. I needed Ella to be like, yo. I don't like you. I, I, because I think, uh, he didn't say this yet, but he later on is like, uh, 
your opinion of me does matter. She needs to be like, I don't like you. I don't like you as my daughter. I hate that you're doing this. You disgust me. You are repulsive. And this is not okay. The only reason I'm even talking to you is because I care about my daughter and her safety. And that's it at the end of the day. Other than that, if I never see you again, that's too soon. If I never talk to you again, that's too soon. But your is because your existence hurts me and my family. That's why I need it from Ella. Like <laughs> that's the like I, I agree. I agree. But like she kind of when Ezra's like, your opinion matters, your opinion mm-hmm. of me matters to me. She's like, uh-huh. Like he's like, she he she's kind of like you know what any reasonable person's opinion of you would be in this situation. Mm. But still, she needs like, to say it because he correct. because he needs to hear it. He does. Um, and, and she doesn't say it. Um, and, and, and I think um, we, we, we know we have a good sense of um, Byron and Ella as parents and how they uh, react to things. And what I just said is one thing if it came from Byron. That would mean something totally different if this came from Ella. And and, and that would be more impactful based on who Ella is as a person. And her relationship uh, to Ezra. They were co-workers. They were co-workers. And I remember her saying, at one point in time, I thought he was a friend. Like, <laughs> so here's the thing. I need her to be more, like, straightforward with this man. I don't need him. I don't need her leaving Ezra and Arya with the thoughts that this is a maybe. Maybe one day we can convince Ella that this is okay. Maybe one day we can convince Ella to be on our side. I need Ella, I need them to think like Ella is not our friend in this situation. Ella's not Ella, like Ella's not our ally in this situation. Ella will never be on our side in this situation. But Ella cares for me, Arya, as a as her child. Absolutely. Um and then she uses this opportunity to try and like vaguely get some information about like, would anybody try to use this information about you and Arya against Arya or against you? And he's like, there might've been someone who would try to use this against me, but not anymore. And we're not, and that's all he says. So we're not sure if this is like his ex fiance who knew about it or I like, think he's, that's or what is I there another about. dark person in his past? Knowing that he's a pedophile, there could be. Possibly. <laughs> Honestly, not a zero chance. Uh, does does he remember A or no? He doesn't seem to. Okay. Because I remember Arya told him against her friend's wishes. I remember that happening. And she, But she didn't give a ton of information about it. She was just like, oh, it's someone who bullies me. Which, like, like, here, like here's my thing, right? Like, you you know I'm firmly in and the in Byron's camp, like yeah, and in, in, in this situation, um, but if like there could have been like any credence for Ella, like this is information like the A situation, that like I feel like Ezra would not talk to Byron about, but because Ella has been at least willing to have a conversation with him, he might have been open to uh, telling Ella. Not that and this also, is okay or like, anything. Like the fact that they both worked as teachers in the school. Yes. But. I, it seems like he genuinely is like, no, no one would want to hurt Arya. And it's like, dude, like, several people, including me sometimes, would like to hurt Arya. <laughs> Honestly. Ezra's like, not real. He can't hurt you. Ezra's not real. He can't hurt you. He cannot hurt you. Uh, he cannot. But, like, even from 
spending time with uh, Arya, he knows not everyone is a fan of Arya, like at least Jenna. And right. like Jenna found out something like that. They're like, and like uh, Noel Khan, he knows Noel Khan knows. Yeah. And, and, and he knows Noel Khan don't like that man. Right. So, like, I also don't understand how he thinks Noel Khan wouldn't want to use this against him because Noel Khan has wanted to use this against him. Yes. <laughs> he, he actively has. So, whatever, Ezra. I think he's just dumb. <laughs> That's fair. Um, he couldn't get that Louisiana job by himself. And if you can't get a job in Louisiana. <laughs> um, so we're speaking of people who uh, can hurt. Mona's going to make some harmful comments about Jenna to Hannah. That's right. Yeah. She's like, she stole Nolcon right from under me and she can't even see. Imagine what she'll be able to do once she has her eyesight back. And it's like, girl, blind blind people can still have Riz. <laughs> <laughs> they really can't. Like, listen. I, I saw Homeboy um when he was uh spitting games with Spencer the other day when Spencer went to um Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like he was spitting. I was like, you know what, go boy. <laughs> Right. And like <laughs> I don't know. Mona's just yeah. being a bitch. I love her, but yeah. she's kind of being a bitch. Yes, 100 percent And like here like here's the thing. Like you you can I will give her a small pass and you know I, I like Mona, so sometimes I give her pass when she don't deserve it. But like Jenna does have her boyfriend and we know Jenna's not completely over Noel. So in that case scenario, still don't still there's some things she shouldn't be saying. But, like, you can be upset with Jenna. Yeah. I just wish that it wasn't yeah. something she said about her eyesight. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. Call her a fat toad or something, you know? like <laughs> Be like, did you see that necklace she was wearing? That was a choice. <laughs> that was so fugly. Um, <laughs> so, Mona also is like, Spencer should be grateful that she's not with Toby anymore. Um, mm -hmm. And Spencer's really smart. Uh, and helped Mona through a breakup. So, like, why can't she see that, like, Toby isn't the one for her? And um, Spencer's like, or, and Mona's like, or, and Hannah's like, yeah, I wish that I could talk to Toby for, like, even five minutes to try and get uh, him, him away from Jenna and see how harmful this is for Toby, too. Like, like, here's the thing, right? Like, and I, I understand the beef between Hannah and Jenna. I get it. I understand that completely. This feels like Hannah sticking her nose in stuff she shouldn't be sticking her nose in. Yes, and I think it shows that she... Like, it doesn't feel like she's trying to do this because she doesn't like Jenna. It does seem that Hannah understands mm -hmm. more about the situation and genuinely wants to like what's best for Toby. Like, she doesn't want him to be mm -hmm. in a situation where he has to care for the girl that assaulted him. And I think that's fair. You know, that's fair. Um, so she texts Toby and meets him in one of the empty classrooms. And she's like, yeah, I'm looking for... Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, you just said she, and I was like, not... not Because there was a plot, plot to, like, trick him. Because um, Toby wanted to came in with Hannah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was... 
Oh, you're right. It was Mona. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I wrote down the wrong name. So, it happens. Mona texts Toby. She's like, yeah, I'm looking for a truck for my cousin. And he picks up immediately when Hannah walks in the room that it's a scheme. And mm -hmm. Hannah tries to convince him that she can't just let Jenna back in his life. Don't you remember what she did to you? And uh, Toby says, you don't know what I'm doing. You don't know why I'm doing it. Jenna is literally my family. And mm -hmm. have you forgotten what you did to her? Like, you're the one implying, essentially, like, you're the one that made her this way. Mm -hmm. You're the one who made her a bad person. She's only been a bad, you have, you only see her as a bad person because of what you did to her. Is sort of what he implies. And so the situation well, is not diffused. Mm -hmm. Fireworks. No, no. I, here's, here's my thing. Yeah. I, again, understood what Hale was trying to do here. Um, like, these girls need to sometimes, like, remember, like, even though I do think Jenna's not the best person in the world, I, some would even argue a bad person. Um, like, y'all also done something bad to um, her before, and I, I'm not saying, and you can act all morally superior um, all you want, and, like, y'all are the white knights in this. It, like, in Jenna's story, y'all are the villains. Y'all are the bad people. Like, yeah, and like, and like, maybe mm -hmm. don't try to like further insert yourself mm -hmm. in that situation simply mm -hmm. because you are already connected to Jenna in a bad way. And, and, you can, you can mm -hmm. and I, I'm also like, but I understand wanting Toby to like be safe. Yeah, yes, we, I agree. I, I would also want Toby to be safe. Uh, I, I, I said earlier, I want him to get out of this town and get away. Um, but I genuinely full-heartedly believe if it wasn't for Toby's relationship with Spencer and Emily, like, I think Jenna would be more than okay with having never interacted with these people. Like, to never even interact with any of these girls ever again. Yeah. Like, more than fine. Yeah. I'm shocked that she came back to Rosewood. Mm -hmm. Um. Anyway. Yeah, so... Jason's going to meet the girls at Spencer's house. Um, and. Um, mm -hmm. the bag. And he says that Maya said the bag of stuff was hidden in the attic. Um, mm -hmm. So at some point in time, she had said that there was some stuff in the attic from Allie. Okay. Um, and they start unwrapping the stuff. And. Aria mentions that she's going to go meet Duncan later, someplace that he used to go with Allison. And the <laughs> girls are like, cool. Um, Emily unwraps a music box with a ballerina uh, that Allie used to have. And it's very much giving, like, perfect princess child. <laughs> like, all the stuff, like, <laughs> really. Um, and they're just talking, going through stuff. It's all Allie's, like, childhood stuff. And... Yeah. Um, then Veronica comes in. It's her house. She's allowed to walk around. Correct. And uh, she sees Jason. And mm -hmm. um, he immediately is like, yeah, so if you want to keep anything you see, like, totally, that's fine. Just you, you can bring the, the rest back. If you could bring the rest back to me, that'd be great. And he, like, and Spencer, like, walks him out. 
And then Veronica, when Spencer comes back, is like, do not let him in our house. Uh, mm-hmm. Do not go to his house. Do not talk to him mm-hmm. when you see him in the street. Do not look his mm-hmm. way. Like, and Spencer's like, what you you can't act like you don't know that like w- that I'm related to him. You can't act like we don't know this information. What you want to go back to before I knew? And Veronica's like, no, I want to go back to before before you knew. Like Veronica is straight up like telling Spencer like just stop, just stop everything you're doing. Like what you're doing. You're not helping yourself. You're not helping this family. You're not helping Jason. You're not helping nobody. Like, all you're doing is creating a bigger mess. And I understand. I understand. Like, first off, it's Spencer you talk to. Like, Spencer needs to have the answer. Spencer needs to know how this thread ends. So, it's, that's one thing. But, like, I truly believe that Veronica is looking, is trying to look out for Spencer. And it's like, Spencer, hear me out. You cannot, uh, you cannot trust Jason. I, I don't know if you think he's like trying to help you out or is a good person all of a sudden. You cannot forget who Jason is. I do not trust him. I am Has Jason done be, anything bad to Veronica other than exist? I think Veronica is a actively one of the best judge of characters based on the parents that I see on the show. Yes, but I, has I, Jason I, done anything wrong to Veronica? Because I do think that this is potentially a blind spot of hers mm-hmm. where she's like, I'm personally hurt by this. I am personally hurt by what my husband, your father, did. I can I can see that I I can understand that personally, especially because I think I don't know uh, when she found out about um, Jason being uh, Peter question yeah. correct yeah Peter child but like I'm gonna assume personally that she found out before like her diagnosis uh, because we know that she now keeps secrets from um, Peter like she does not tell him everything. And I feel like yes. like that trust could have been broken there because of Jason. And she's like, man, there's so much trust and love here, and now all of that's gone. So And I think so she I like can, blames that on Jason, but it's not Jason's fault. Jason didn't ask for the situation to happen. Correct. Like, so I I, I also understand misplaced anger. Uh because I it happens to almost all of us. We've all gone through it. We've sometimes placed anger on someone that did not deserve it. Um, for someone else's action, especially someone that we don't want to be angry with, even though they're the person that's truly at fault. Um, but like, so so I can I can buy that. I can see that. It just hurts me to not like think that Veronica's like has some sort of sit sits about bad people. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because because like, she's been on point about so much. Thing. Yes, it is a very human. Correct. Like Veronica's not perfect. <laughs> I think, but I think like it makes her one of the more well-rounded characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I think she got a haircut this episode, if I remember correctly. Like, she just looks great. Like, shout out to Veronica's hair; it looks wonderful. We love it, honestly. Um, I, I, I will say this: I know you said she's more of a, more well-rounded characters, 
we need more Veronica. I, like, and, and honestly, me saying we need more Veronica might bring me more disappointment from Veronica. Uh, but, like, I, I find her very compelling and a very interesting figure that I think... Like, like I think Veronica could have the possibility of being, like, the um, adult voice in the um, room that is severely lacking and missing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, she is a lawyer. She is smart. Mm-hmm. She knows how to deal with difficult situations because she does it every single day. Mm-hmm. I think there's lots of room for Veronica in this in this show, and yet here we are. Here we we here we and like honestly, Jake, like we can cut a couple people out to make room for Veronica. I'm not saying they're all ne- um useless, but like I think the role Veronica could play is more valuable than what they're currently giving me. Oh, absolutely. But instead we get people yeah. like Duncan. I, Jay, Jay, I feel like I have freaking, I have in the past been more than welcome than a quote unquote age appropriate person being entered into the episode, into a show. Uh-huh. I did not need Duncan this episode. After seeing what Duncan gave me, I was like, why was he here? What was this plot line? Correct. <laughs> like, so Arya meets him at an airfield and she's like, yeah, when you said you wanted to meet me here, it took me a while to find you because, like, why would we be here? And Duncan's mm-hmm. like, Oh, I used to take Allie flying. What? <laughs> Two years huh? ago? Um, And he's like, yeah, I've had my flying license since I was 16. AJ, how old do you have to be to get a flying license in the United States of America? I feel like you need to be older than 16, personally. Correct, you need to be 17. Technically speaking, you can fly solo, meaning you, during lessons you can fly solo. Mm-hmm. But you cannot get your pilot's license until you are 17. So I already don't trust this man. Honestly, I know it's probably just something that they over overlooked, but like, I don't trust this man. But like, here's the thing. Like, I didn't need a pilot, a 16-year-old pilot in the show. Like, right. <laughs> Like, this didn't add anything. Like, let me tell you something, Jay. This could have been a 16 year old with his license that he picked up. Um, well, I, I might be skipping a little ahead too far ahead, but like, you know, like, yeah, let's, uh, cause let's he's talk like, about it. So, he so he was saying that, um, uh, pause, can we talk about this weird scene with them in the plane real quick? Yeah, that's where, where I'm gonna skip goes, to. Cool, perfect. Speak so, on it, Duncan's gonna take Arya up in a very small plane. Um, and they're gonna go up in the air, and uh, Arya's like, "How often do you take her flying?" And he says, "As often as he could." Um, and he says that uh, he could have been in love with could have been in love with Allie if another boy hadn't gotten in the way, and that kind of piques Arya's interest. And Duncan's like, "Yeah, Allie said." flying made her feel safe and in control and he's like do you want to take the yoke which is like the steering wheel yeah and she's like no thank you um i'm very uncomfortable with the atmosphere in this plane at this time and he's like no Mm -hmm. do it (laughs) he's like do it fly the plane like and she actively does not want to she's like she's like saying no right and he pushes it into her hands yeah (laughs) And then he's like, you know, Allie's face would change when she got up here. No one could get to her. 
And like, it's a, supposed to be a metaphor for her, like Arya taking control of her life or whatever. But also mm-hmm. like this man is coercing her into a dangerous situation where both of them could lose their life very easily. And let's be straight, Jay. Arya was scared I would to like to not be straight. <laughs> for the record. Okay. okay, let's keep it 100, Jay. All right. Okay. Arya was scared for her life. She was holding on to that. Um, and not only that, <laughs> I believe Lucy Hale was scared for her life in this scene. <laughs> there was something in her eyes that I can only describe as when I think of Willem Dafoe. <laughs> and that is a primal fear. Like, such, she's like, there's, there's this creepy guy up here, and now I'm flying this plane? This creepy guy that about... Allie gave her real name to, but also would dress up as Vivian to go talk about someone stalking her. Mm-hmm. And, and this, she was like, okay, I'm done. And he was like, no, keep going. And she He's was, like, you don't look like she looked when she was flying yet. Like, was getting up in your eyes. And it's like, yeah, because Allie was nuts. <laughs> and like, Arya is nuts in a very different way. Like, nuts in a different ways, but Arya wants to live. Arya's like, I'm not okay. Yeah. Yeah. Arya's like, I should not have came alone. This was a mistake. And the plane is like shaking. Yes. <laughs> and uh he was like, and, and meanwhile, he's like, I did some reading between last time we talked and now. And uh mm-hmm. it sounds like uh Ian, this guy Ian killed her. And she's like holding on, trying to like steer the plane. <laughs> Eyes wide. Whatever you're saying, I'm pretty sure it's interesting. I am not focusing. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and he's like, why did they never catch Allie's killer if Ian confessed? And she's like, well, we think the note was fake and Ian was protecting someone. And finally, that's when he takes back the plane. And he's like, well, I flew Allie from Hilton Head the morning of Labor Day weekend. And I flew her back here. Uh, and she was very different that day. Like, she figured something mm-hmm. out. And... Yeah. Arya's figuring something out, and that something is that Allie was in town, like, a full seven hours before the girls thought she was. Interesting. That, 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 uh, Alicia's like, oh, who has she been hanging out with? Who did she see during that seven hours? Because I'm pretty sure she wasn't with, um, Duncan for seven hours. Listen, after- No, and Duncan says that he wasn't with her for those seven hours either. I was about to say, after those three minutes, I would not want to beat her Duncan either, I'll be honest. Yeah, and it's very clear that, like, she was using Duncan for a purpose, and that purpose yes. was for his plane. Like, like, she did not like him. She liked what he could provide her. I get it. I have gone on, man. Go on a guy's <laughs> boat. Really? Yeah, and I told the guy, I was like, I am only going on this date to go on your boat. I am not interested in men. And he was like, I appreciate that. <laughs> He's like, That's I am only much. on this. I only go on Tinder to get girls onto my boat. And I said, well, I am not a girl, but I can bring my friends so I am not alone. And he said, lit. And he was a great guy. We went on his boat like every weekend. Oh, nice. That's fun. For like a solid like two or three months. It was great. I love that. But you know, you like. What open and honesty could do. <laughs> correct. But we were open and honest and Ellie and Duncan, there's. Mm. <laughs> There's some, but, but like overall, I did I did not like the vibes. I didn't like the energy. I'm also like, why couldn't he have 
Oh, hello. I'm also still like, why couldn't it have been Ian? Like, I understand y'all don't believe it was Ian. Y'all think he was trusting him and stuff like that. Like, for this Duncan guy, at least. Like, who was visibly distraught about the death of Allison. Like, even if you don't believe it, this is some form of closure for that guy. Like, let him live in this world. If Even if it's not the real world that he's living in. Let him move yeah, because you're in the fucking sky. Oh. <laughs> um, you know who believes in radical honesty? Uh, Byron. Byron Montgomery. Yeah. The other parent of the episode. Correct. <laughs> Dad of the week. On like a- Ash. You know, Ash. Wayne doesn't the- count. Wayne is always Dad of the week. Correct, correct. But when Wayne is not here. Ashley straight up went to the wrong Montgomery parent. She should have went to Byron. Like, about yeah. A. <laughs> um, like, seeing so, how he deals with Ezra, like, mm. <laughs> So, okay. Ezra has texted Byron. Mm-hmm. Sir, you better be telling him that you have packed your bags and you are going on a one-way trip to New Orleans. Correct. But he is not. Uh, Ezra what? says, I talked to Professor Schaefer about the job in New, or- in, in New Orleans and, uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to talk to, it says, or he hasn't talked to Professor Schaefer yet, but he he's going to. And Byron says, I hope that means you've made the right decision. Uh, mm-hmm. And if that's the case, I don't know why you want to talk to me. Because Byron has said, if I talk to you again, it is too soon. Yes, correct. Byron's been explicit with Ezra. And uh, I said New Orleans, and now my Southern accent is like coming out, <laughs> like fighting it. <laughs> Uh, and Ezra explains you know you are so instrumental in getting me this opportunity in New Orleans you should be the first to know about my decision and Byron's like well you know all I did was mention your name which could be true yeah Um, but Ezra says I want to thank you for your generosity and we knew the second he texted Byron he was not going to be thanking him for his generosity Correct, correct. Like this man is petty mean, in all the wrong ways. The wrong ways. The worst ways possible. He puts Jeez. petty in pedophile. Yes, he does, Jay. Speak on it. And uh, I really need to get the southern accent out of my system. Um, <laughs> and then he the says, other. you know, no. thank you for your generosity, Byron. I'm not going to take this job. It's not for me. This is not the opportunity I want to go through with. And Byron's like, hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> hold up. What you talking about, son? Because, <laughs> like, you're sounding dumb to me right now. Like, my my ears must not work. I think I, I think I had some tinnitus for a moment there. Could, could you say that again, sir? Cause, you're you're cause taking the dub, right? Like, because any rational, logical person in your situation would do nothing but take this job. Ooh, but, but, but you know what? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> so, Ezra says, it might be a mistake, uh, but no. if I took this job, as incredible as it might be, I would never know if I took the job because I wanted to or because mm-hmm. I was scared not to. And you know what? Fine. Don't take the job, but move somewhere anyway. <laughs> you 
know what I mean? Like, you don't need this job to not be in Rosewood. Like, let me tell you something, Ezra. There's nothing in Rosewood for you. Absolutely nothing. There is one thing for him, and that is a jail cell. And, and guess what? <laughs> it's about to have his name right on it. Like, I was like... I thought Byron was going to end up in jail in this episode. I did, too. Like, I saw Byron. Byron wanted to, like, punch him square in his nose. He wanted to do what his son, what Mike did all, all those episodes ago. Listen, if Byron did, he might not woke up. <laughs> like, I listen. think Byron could, like, pack a mean punch. Yes, I, I agree. Especially with the hate that he has for Ezra. like. And, like, here's the thing. I think Ezra could beat him hmm. in a fight. But Byron has God on his side in this episode. I just... <laughs> Byron has the power of anime and God on his side. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, like Ezra, young, relatively in shape, and like, I don't know. I could, ju- I could see him beating, uh, beating Byron in a fight if they had met on the street for whatever reason. I, I believe with my whole chest, Ezra has never even balled up a fist. It couldn't even do yeah, it. Yeah, but I could see him, like, you know, he's like a man in his 20s-ish. He could take a dad. <laughs> a dad in a tweed suit. He could take a dad in a tweed suit. <laughs> a tweed suit. <laughs> dislocate yeah. a knee. He don't care. Like, 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 let me tell you something, Jay. He's going to sprain his ankle lunging at that man, but he's going to lunge. But you know what? <laughs> it's not his ankle. Call an ambulance! But not for me. Not for me! <laughs> and that is not what we got, and I was so upset. I just want a fist. Roblo's brother was so close to beating up Ezra. Um... And, like, here's the thing. The argument that Ezra is making here, if it was not this situation, if it was not a situation where he had committed a crime. A full-blown crime. um, I kind of, like, I stand by his argument in a different situation of I'm not going to, I'm not going to take a great opportunity for me because you want me to take it. If I'm going to take it, I need to be certain this is what I want to do with my life. Sure. But would you rather go to jail for being a pedophile? Because that's the other option, my guy. Like, cor- correct. Like, like here's, here's, the, here's the thing, Jay. This was Byron being nice. This Byron, Byron said, I nice. will prosecute. Like, yes. Like, like, let me tell you something. I was like, I will talk to you. Byron's like, no, this is actively our last conversation. And you're not going to like the next one. Byron said, you better not. <laughs> Like, I, I thought I was never hearing from you again. Like, and you want to tell me this? Why do you want to ruin my evening? <laughs> I don't uh, life. He said, forget you. Go home. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and Ezra said, bet. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, Byron, like, 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 here's the thing. Ezra straight up think he won this. Oh, yeah. He's like, like, because Byron's like, how dare you speak mm. to me that way? And yeah. in all honesty, if it wasn't for the pedophilia in this situation, 
fair enough. Byron is a department head. This is a professor. Like, in his department, like, how dare you speak to him this way when he is trying to change your life for the better? And Mm -hmm. also, Ezra, how dare you say anything Mm -hmm. but thank you, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Yes. And he's like, after you have done what you have done to my family, and Ezra starts to apologize, and Byron's like, "Mm mm-mm, you gotta Mm -hmm. go. Leave. Gotta go. Like, this is your last chance. Like, it's your last opportunity to step. And Ezra literally says, like, I don't want you to have power over me. Uh, I, like, I don't want ego to get in the way here. And Byron, love this man. He says, whose ego are we talking about? (laughs) Listen, listen. Byron Byron doesn't care. Like, (laughs) Byron has swag. He does. I, I enjoy Brian. Like he does. He actively does not. I want that to be clear. Roblo's brother does not have swag, and yet in this scene, I would believe it. Yes. <laughs> um. And so Byron leaves, and then he, Ezra, like Byron, has taken half a step out of the office, essentially, right? Like we don't yeah. see it. Like he's out of the scene, but like Byron is. His footsteps are fresh in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And Ezra calls Arya and says, I love you. To Arya. <laughs> Jay, if I heard that, if I was, <laughs> I would have spun right around and been like, screw my job. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think he has tenure. <laughs> he was able to take a sabbatical. I don't think you could take a sabbatical if you don't have tenure. Oh, fair. Yeah, he, he sure was. Took his whole family. Yeah, they went to Iceland, which, by yeah. the way, our hearts and thoughts and prayers are with the people of Iceland as they experienced a volcanic eruption this week. Mm-hmm. Um, We do want to mention that. Forgot that at the top of the episode. Our hearts are very sad, not only because Ezra yes. is a pedophile, but also for the people, the very real people of Iceland facing a very real natural disaster. Yes. I just... Can we end on the fact that we care about Iceland? We do. Yeah, I would like to end there. For that part of the episode. Yes. <laughs> we still let's have other let's go. Let, let's talk about Emily and Mona. Not Mona. Yeah, Maya. so Emily is going to find an email from Maya. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a very sweet and touching email. We hear it in voiceover from the actress who plays Maya. Beyonce's co- sister? Step yes. Sister? <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Cousin. Okay. Cousin? Okay, cousin. Relative. Um, yes. <laughs> and it, it very much does sound, and possibly because we hear the actress reading it, mm-hmm. but like also it sounds like the way that Maya speaks. Yeah. Which is very distinct. Yes. And she mentions how... She admires that Emily can be still when things are rushing around her. She's a very calming, grounding presence. And this goes against the fact that maybe this is someone else pretending to be Maya. That's, like, that's fair. Um, Like, this person who is pretending to be Maya would therefore have to know that it is Maya. Like, 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 here's the thing, right? Like, the thing that goes against my um, my might be dead, and this is someone stealing Maya. Like, this sounds like a a sad goodbye. Uh, 
And she was like, I, I hate that um, it didn't end up on our last goodbye, which was like so perfect. And then I had to come and make another mess of it. And then like talking about Emily and her traits, like you're the brave one. Like, I know I seem brave, but you're truly the brave. Like this felt like, this felt like Maya. This, and this also felt like this would be the last time Emily would hear from Maya. Am I yeah. correct? I was gonna okay. say it did sound borderline suicide note. Yeah. I, 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 if it's someone who knows Maya, mm -hmm. then it could be a cover up for a murder mm. made to look like a suicide. Mm-hmm. Even though we don't know if that's even the case yet. Or yeah. it could be Maya being suicidal, or it could just be Maya being sentimental. Mm -hmm. Hope it's the last one. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Um. And Spencer's going to pack up all of Allie's things at her home, and her mom is like, when you go over there and give Jason back the rest of this shit, put it on the porch. Don't go in the house. <laughs> Spencer's like, we got we to gotta talk about what, what happened. And Veronica's like, no, we don't. Multiple times this episode, I thought about Lost, the TV show. Lost? Yeah. So there's a there's a couple of statements that they say in Lost that are mm. very much like, they become catchphrases or become important phrases in the show. And one of them is, whatever happened, happened. Meaning in that mm. show, you you physically cannot go back in time and change what happened. There are certain things that are core anchor events that have already happened. Whatever mm -hmm. happened, happened. And Veronica's kind of like, whatever happened, happened. Like, we don't need to revisit the past. We just need to move forward and pretend like nothing and, like, just move on with our lives. And Spencer's like, no, whatever happened, happened, and we need to, like, sit with it. That's what therapy is. I feel like... Yes, I was. I was partially about to say like this sounds like they need therapy, uh, because I don't think either is wrong. I th I think uh, Spencer is actively correct when she says this is something that impacts all of us, and we do need to talk about. Somebody it. Somebody clip that. Pretend that it doesn't. AJ said Spencer listen, was listen, correct. I, 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 listen, I will give Spencer her praise when she deserves it. Um, but I also feel like Veronica is more, even though she does not want to talk about it and stuff, which I think is not fair to her, her children who are impacted by this. Uh, I think Veronica is more of a person that's like, in a sense that the way that Spencer is going about this is not a good one. And it could be more damaging than helpful. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, that makes sense. But I don't. So, so that, that's, that's where I think Veronica, partially she don't want to talk about it, but partially. She knows her daughter, and she's like, uh-uh, <laughs> we need to stop this. So I think in a situation, they could both be correct, even though I'm more on Spencer's side than I am Veronica's at this point in time. Yeah. I never and, thought I'd say this most words. <laughs> I never thought I was going to say well, And it becomes very clear that, like, Veronica has some, like, mm -hmm. deep-seated hatred for the De Laurentiis family. Yes. Because she's like, that whole family just wants to blow things apart, and your and your father and I have tried to keep this family together. Uh, and Spencer's like, "Well, did you know that we that like I thought that Allie was blackmailing Dad?" 
And she starts to explain about the money that Jason found and how Peter denied it and, and said that he hired a detective. And Veronica's like, no, 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 no. I hired a detective. I don't I don't know if that wasn't my um theory that Veronica did it, but that I was like, this seems right. This sounds right. <laughs> what do you mean by did it? Like hired the detec- the detective. Oh, okay. I was like murdered Allie. No, 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 no. Okay. Cause I, I believe fullheartedly. I think Veronica's the more proactive parent, if that makes sense. Uh, and trying to get ahead of stuff when it comes to her daughters and protecting them. Meanwhile, Peter's more of a reactionary parent, where it's like, okay, now that the ish has gone down, yeah. now what do I do? I wonder if one of them is a prosecuting attorney and one of them is a defense attorney. And I think I know which one which. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious if that's actually the case because it could mm. be relevant to how they approach situations. I think that's fair. Um, but Hannah's going to show up because clearly Spencer is not allowed to go and return the bag to Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hannah's like, listen, she tells uh, Spencer what she, the interaction she had with Kobe and she accidentally sits on some newspaper and realizes that it has Michelle Obama on it. And she's wearing something that she wore two years ago. She's like, wow, the economy must be really bad. Michelle's wearing the same thing (laughs) two years in a row. And Uh, yeah. There are as many people we judge actively and proactively. Michelle Obama is not one of them. (laughs) And if Michelle ever wore the same <laughs> outfit twice, which I'm sure she did and does. Yes. Good for her. Good for her. <laughs> I, she has great fashion sense. She really does. I, like, Michelle, I wish my style was, like, a quarter of as good as hers. She's just, <laughs> like, always looks, mm-hmm. like, stunning, strong, both in person and physique. Like, yes her body is wonderful like yeah but like also like Hannah's the kind of person who like picks up on that kind of thing so that's what draws her eye and it turns out the newspaper is actually two years old Ooh. which like whatever like you find old newspaper you wrap things up in old newspaper sure but that means that this newspaper that wrapped up Allie's things it was probably wrapped up when the newspaper was fresh, which would have been over yep. a month before Allie disappeared. Mm-hmm. Which means that Allie packed that stuff up herself, probably, before her disappearance. Yes. Which is fine. Maybe she was getting rid of some childhood stuff. Maybe. Mm. Why would you keep it, though? Right. Why would you put it in the attic? Yeah. I mean, also, like, maybe you're wrapping up childhood stuff, you put it in your attic for, like, storage or whatever. Uh, you know, fair enough. You, that that could be true. Um, But certain parts of the newspaper are highlighted. So Spencer's like, actually, Hannah, instead of returning the... Like, we just put the bag on Jason's porch. Could you actually grab that bag? Bring it back here? I'm gonna call Aria and Emily. Like, 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 tell me I'm wrong. We did not figure out what was highlighted, correct? This episode? No, no, no. Okay, cool. They didn't, like, stay on it long enough for me to, like, be able to, like, 
fully read it either. Um, but they are pulling the newspaper out of the trash. We'll hopefully find out soon. Knock on wood. Knowing this show, maybe not. <laughs> um, real quick, uh, Ella's gonna have a conversation with Byron, and Byron's yeah. like, "You are defending him." Uh, mm -hmm. I heard that you went to go speak to Fitz. Like, why would you go and talk to him? And and Ella, Ella kind of is like, I wanted to hear him out, not because I want to defend him, but I wanted to know why, why, like, why is everything happening? Mm -hmm. And so Ella, so Byron's like, oh, so he's getting mixed signals from, from us. And Ella is mm -hmm. somehow pissed in this situation <gasps> at Byron. And she's like, this family invented mixed signals. And I'm like, girly pop. No, you didn't. <laughs> Have you like, never read a Greek tragedy? <laughs> <laughs> this goes back. And I, I don't know. I don't think I've been on this um, train for a minute. But I'll go back to my train from a while ago. They have not worked out the reasons why they separated in the first place yet. Oh, <laughs> absolutely so not. And it started to boil over, especially with them disagreeing with how to handle the situation. And you know what? Um, yeah. I There was a time when I thought Ella was right. <laughs> Not about the Ezra thing, but just in general. Oh. Okay. Like, I was like, like, you know, Byron isn't being honest with her. He's, like, not yeah. confronted the seriousness of what he did, blah, blah. <laughs> but she has a very, like, people-pleasing slash yes. conflict-avoidant personality. And she's not good at communicating. She's she's always trying to take the middle road and piss off the fewest people. Mm -hmm. And when there are certain times when, like, it doesn't matter if you piss somebody off, you need to do the right thing. Yeah. Like, like 100%. And, like, here's the thing, right? I think like, what Ella tries to um, push is, like, a more gentle front way of handling the situation in a more understanding way, because she's like, I don't want Ari to run away. I don't want her to potentially um, get married to this man, because if they get married, that's the end of me. I'm done. <laughs> I can't keep going. I'm out like, of I, I gotta go. Deuces. It was nice knowing y'all. <laughs> um, but Byron's like, no, we have to be firm with this. Like, like at the end of the day, like, this is a predator, and he is in a relationship with our child, and he has our child hooked. We have to help and save our child. She might be mad at us right now. She probably will be, 100%. But we know we're doing what's best to help her. And I was like, listen, we have to care, which, yes, you do have to care about your child's children's feelings. In this situation, your child's in a dangerous situation. Like, like it don't matter what you think of Ezra. That, that man has your daughter, and you have to pry her away. And this is I'm my sorry. issue and, and, with a lot you know of like how, you know how you keep them from eloping? Have him behind bars. They can't elope when he's there. And like this is my issue with a lot of gentle parenting. Is not mm -hmm. with gentle parenting itself, but parents who attempt to gentle parent. Mm -hmm. And that is they don't understand that like gentle parenting doesn't mean that there aren't consequences. It doesn't mean yeah. that you never act out of urgency. If your child is sticking their hand in a fire, you pull them out of the fire. It doesn't matter how <laughs> it doesn't matter how they feel about it. 
And Ella like, is very much of the like, if I do anything wrong, my child might hate me. But if you do anything, mm. but if you do nothing right, you're only setting your child up for failure. Like I like I I said this about a, a professor of mine. I was like, I hate this man. I everything that he's doing. I hate them with my entire heart and soul. But I'm going to be so appreciative of how he did this because I know this yeah. is how it's supposed to go. But I'm <laughs> but in this right moment, I'm upset. And like and you and we can be upset with people and how they they act yeah. in a certain situation. But at the end of the day, if you're not able to mm. understand that, like this person who is in a position of authority and care for you, whether it's a professor mm -hmm. who is in care, who is really caring for the future of the profession or mm -hmm. a parent who really cares about the individual person, like the child's like well-being in the future, like mm -hmm. at a certain point, like when you're older, you're going to understand that like this person was really trying to do what they felt was best. Mm -hmm. Correct. Um, we'll leave this for now. <laughs> Like, <laughs> unless you have okay, more, we can, leave this. we can leave it. I don't know. You look like you have more to say. It's, it's, it's a, it's a frustrating situation, right? <laughs> but I also know we've been like recording for over an hour. <laughs> no, 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 it's you're good. It's like it's just hard because Byron's like the answer is simple, and Ella's like no, it's I'm not, like... and we're like yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is like, simple. I'm, I am. Lock it's simple. It makes it. Lock him Lock up. Him up. <laughs> like it's it's so simple and stuff. And I understand she's thinking about the fallout and her daughter and her emotions. I understand that. That's where it starts to get messy. But we, we will deal with that later. We will deal with that mess later. Let's just make sure our daughter's in out of harm's way right now. Like I, I think that should be priority number one. Especially um, when like Ella knows that her daughter is already in harm's way, apart from the Ezra situation. Yes, because yes. I should already want her. And like, like little does Ella know that like Ezra's the least of her worries, in a way, in terms of the danger that her child could be facing. Like A has so, like, why not eliminate the them. threat that you know? Yes. And we see this. Like, yeah, go ahead. Like, like, like uh, the fact it just makes me more upset with Ella. Because Ella knows how much is going on, how much trouble her daughter could be in. And, like, she's actively not doing anything about it. Like, I, and like you, you can be like, Ella's doing things her way, but, like, her way is so ineffective right now. It's yeah. like, and that's what's frustrating me. Like, you, you have, Ella, you have the tools. You know, this, you know the layout better than, I think, arguably anyone else in this show. Yeah. Why are you not doing something about this? Great question, Adrian. <laughs> Great question. Um, and the thing is, we're gonna we're about to see that this danger that the girls are facing is real. Yep. It is real. very real because uh, Hannah's gonna go to pick up the bag on the porch, and she's mm -hmm. gonna hear something from inside. It sounds like someone like stumbling around, right? Yes. And she goes to look in the window and she sees Jenna fall to the floor. Oh, so no. Jenna is in Jason's house. Why? We don't know. Does Jenna know? Also, it turns out, no. Um, I'll be honest with you, Jay. Um, 
it wasn't until later on in the show when people were like, why was Jenna even there? I was like, does Jenna not live there? Is that not her house? <laughs> I originally was like, is, isn't this... Until until we found out it was Jason's house, I was like, isn't this... Why is she at Jenna's house? And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, This is supposed Whoops. to be Jason's house. So, oops. Whoopsies. <laughs> okay, I'm glad it wasn't just me then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was like, why is she snooping at this random house? She's just like over in the neighborhood and she's like, hello, let me go peek on Toby. Make sure that Jenna's not assaulting him. You know what? Fair enough. <laughs> but like also not like don't go peeking at people. Whatever. You saw we don't have stand your laws. Where... We don't have stand your ground laws in uh, Pennsylvania. I don't think. You saw that TikTok where people were like, the, um, why are you so afraid to have your blinds open? When's the last time you saw someone's oh blinds my... open and looked in? <laughs> I have checked my blinds so many times this week out yes. of fear. Yeah. And I'm not even doing anything. <laughs> I'm just a cautious person trying to live my life who sometimes no, does not then, wear but... pants in my home. But there was a stitch. It was supposed to be funny. It was supposed to be a haha. Be like, listen, if your blinds open, that means that's my house too. I can see what you're enjoying. See, oh, how you decorated your things like that. I was like, you're just proving the point. Keep those things closed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Hannah runs inside to drag Jenna out because it turns out there's an explosion. Oh, no. And the house is on fire. And Spencer goes to try and help drag Jenna out as well. And Jenna's going to wake up in the hospital uh, mm -hmm. with Toby next to her. And she's like, where am I? Am I in the hospital? What happened? Mm -hmm. And he hands her her glasses and he's like very carefully answering her questions. But like, she's very distraught. She has no idea what's going on. She doesn't know where she is. She doesn't know why she's there. No. And he asks if she remembers what happens. She got a text from Jason, allegedly, asking her to mm -hmm. come over to talk. And because Toby wasn't there, she took a, tab, a cab over uh, and someone let her in. And then next thing she knew, the house was on fire. Mm -hmm. And she's like, did Jason get me out of there? And Toby's like, no, it was actually Hannah. Mm. And Jenna is distraught. Like... I was very sad watching the scene. It 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 was it was so sad. Um, yeah. Like Jenna was just so. Like, part of me is like, what did you think you were going to talk about at Jason's house? That that's very interesting. Um, that was one thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, absolutely. But. But like just seeing the dawn on Jenna being like, I was so close to death tonight. Like. And the person and, who saved me. Is someone who, like, I think hates me. Like that I act that I actively hate and I believe actively hates me back, to the point where like your favorite scene of the show was um the woman who saved her, straight up slapping her in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, but that was deserved. <laughs> yes, correct. Like, and I I find what uh, Jenna says to Hannah later very interesting, but we'll get to that in a minute oh yes so uh Ari is gonna fill in emily and hannah about the duncan thing 
Um, and how Allie didn't take the bus like they thought she did. And Hannah's mom comes and gives Hannah a hug. Where's Spencer in all of this? Uh, she's with the doctor, Ren. Yeah. Oh, no. She's with <laughs> Ren. And Ren is taking some glass out of her hand. And he's like, you're very lucky that you weren't more hurt. Sure, whatever. Wait, pause. I, I like the undertone. Because she got glass. Because despite there being a fire and an explosion, she's like, put that bag and get that bag. <laughs> like, she did not care about her safety, did not care about um, Jenna's safety. She was, like, steadfast on that bag. And you know what? Yeah. I respect it for plot. <laughs> I respect it for plot. I like that energy. And Ren is, like, hitting on her while taking the glass out of her hand. Yeah. Which is very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um yeah. it's just very, very, very uncomfortable overall. Um yeah. and he's like, don't you think it's fate that we've ended up in the same like room so many times, like in the same area. Is it is it a coincidence or is it fate? And I'm like, boy, you are hitting on a teenager. A, a, a straight up child. A, a minor. And this is the you second time I thought of Lost because uh, mm -hmm. this I think the episode I'm thinking of in Lost had already um, aired at this point. But mm -hmm. in Lost, another one of those phrases is uh, don't mistake coincidence for fate. And they just said it better, you know? Don't mistake coincidence for I like fate. That. I, I like that better. I like it. Yeah. Don't mistake um, coincidence for fate. And pretty little liars could never. <laughs> that was why I thought of Lost. I was like, ugh, Mr. Echo, I miss you. Um, oh, if you haven't watched Lost, uh, what's wrong with you? Um, that's all I have to say. Um. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm asking. I'm asking you a relevant question after the podcast. Is it about what? Is, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna write it down so I don't forget. <laughs> um, and then, um, she tells him that a Ren asks her, like, "Do you want to forget everything that happened between us?" And this is her chance. She can say yes. But she says, of course not. She wouldn't take well, any. This is also not the child's um, job. Um, like, this this should be the grown man being like, you know what? I made a lot of bad decisions, and we need to. I, I deserve consequences for my actions. But if I can't do that, I need to stay out of your life. That, that, should, that should have been a conversation. Um, and also, Spencer. This you should want to forget that this happened, despite the fact that this is a terrible relationship that should have never even existed. Because of this, your relationship with your sister was terrible for a long period of time. And like, it's just now getting better. Just now getting better, and arguably the only reason it's getting better is now y'all have a common enemy and your dad, <laughs> who may not even be the enemy. Might not. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Jason is going to go and uh, sit next to Arya and ask 
why the hell was Jenna at my house? So this is where we find out that Jason did not text Jenna. He was Ooh. out of town, halfway to where he was going to be, halfway to, like, the next town or whatever. And the and they called me, they're like, there's a fire at your house. And Arya's like, well, how bad is the damage? Girl, they have not done a full assessment yet. <laughs> and he's like, well, obviously the first floor is pretty bad, but, like, we're going to have to do an assessment on it. And she's like, mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. And she goes to talk to Veronica. And Jason and Veronica kind of make eye contact. And in the background, we see Emily calling Maya's parents, saying she thinks that she thinks that she made that Maya might be okay because she's heard from Maya. I, I'm I'm glad Emily did that. Like, I was. Yes. It was like the one moment in this episode where I was like, mm -hmm. a child is making a good choice. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. The one. The one time. Um, so, Fair. uh, now then, um, Toby is like, yo, yes. girls. Yeah. So Toby calls the girls in and says, Jenna wants to talk to them. And he's like, is Spencer okay? And Spencer's like, yeah. So Spencer and Emily think Jenna's going to accuse them of sending the text for like from Jason. And, but she doesn't, she starts crying and she's like, I, how could I blame you? Like, mm -hmm. you saved my life. Like, why would you save my life? And Hannah does not answer. She just says, you're welcome. Clearly, Hannah has a lot of complicated feelings about Jenna, but Jenna is, like, shocked that Hannah and Spencer would save her life. Like, 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 really, like, she's like, Hannah, you were the one who drew, drug me out. Not a thank you, not a I can't thank you for saving my life. I'm so appreciative. Just a straight up lie. Like, like that's how fractured this relationship was. Like, that's how adversarial these um, fractures were. To the point where Jenna's like, if Hannah had my life in her hands, she would choose to end that life over save it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, like, it was very upsetting, honestly, uh, to watch this. Mm -hmm. And that actress broke my heart a little bit. And Hannah... I couldn't tell if she was being cold or just like dis or like more hesitant. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But she like clearly was uncomfortable with the situation. Um. Yes. So I, I, I like I also I also didn't know how to read this. Like that was a hard. You're welcome. I'm hoping in the next couple of episodes. Or at least the next episode, because the next one's the finale. We get some kind of conversation. My college. One could hope. I'm, um, I'm, I'm intrigued where they take Jenna after this. Same. Mm. I won't say more. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the, so the next thing we know, the girls are going to go back to Spencer's bedroom, and they're going to look at all the items from Allie's bag. Mm. And Hannah's like, this is how we're going to like solve all the mysteries like a must have lured jenna into that house if it wasn't any of us and it wasn't jason and they go through the bag and they're like none of this stuff is helpful we've already looked at all this stuff there's nothing that could that can help mm -hmm. us here emily finds a torn postcard at the bottom of the bag and hannah finds a newspaper with advertisements for events labor day weekend we see that something is circled in red ink Mm -hmm. Um, 
and that's the only thing that we saw that was like that it like lingered on that was like highlighted and it was mm. and i took a screen grab of it and it's a concert at the gazebo on labor day weekend so maybe she was planning to go to this concert mm-hmm. um and then the music box just randomly starts playing by itself which is like creepy yeah. Sure. And it's playing Beethoven's for uh for release. Um and then we see our cutscene to A, where yeah. A is stepping through all the debris in Jason's yard, and A plants a police badge in the dirt. Dun, dun, dun. And that's where we end. Uh before before we get to whether I enjoyed or not, my the questions that you asked, then can I tell you my um like little fan fiction? Oh yeah, <laughs> like if like if I was writing Pretty Little Liars personally, um, which I hope you, I no, wish you did. Thank you. I I feel like I would have done this at least this season, especially to anyone differently personally, um, because I I do find this uh interesting. I I, I really want them to bury the alley stuff. I, I really do. Like, I want the alley murder and death. I wish it was like the, the Ian one was the answer the whole entire time. Cause I feel like, I'm gonna be honest with you, Jay. Whatever answer is, if it's not Ian, is gonna be overly complicated for no goddamn reason. Uh, that's, that's my personal belief. As if the entire show hasn't been overly complicated for no goddamn reason. You know what? You're not incorrect about that. <laughs> but, I, but I feel like it will be like, it's the type of satisfi- satisfaction where it's like, okay, we finally got the answer versus the satisfaction of like, okay, this makes sense and I was able to, and we were able to figure it out, right? Maybe, maybe people were able to figure it out and I'm just a dumb-dumb because that's also a possibility of life I live in. Um. I will say people have not, had not been able to figure it out without reading the books. Oh, interesting. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so I'm at a disadvantage because, you know, I am illiterate. Well, I also didn't read the book, so I also had not figured it out at this point. Fair enough. But but me personally... Like, when I tell you the shock mm-hmm. that I had Ooh. later in this show when we resolve the alley stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh. Interesting. But, but, this, but this is what I would do. I would, like... Personally, like this season, we're like ending it. Like we're 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 figuring out the alley murder, not the A situation, like who is A and all that stuff, but like just the alley stuff. We are wrapping this thing up, and then like since this is the penultimate episode, like that fire, it, it like maybe kills Jenna or like kills someone that's like close to the group, and it's like okay, now we got this new mystery we have to focus on instead of the alley stuff, along with all the A mess that's happening. Because yeah. I'm I'm be honest, I'm I'm tired of the alley stuff. Allie's been there for like two seasons now. Like, I'm good. Allie's memory is being disrespected in the chat. <laughs> the chat being AJ. <laughs> like, Can you imagine like if we live stream this? <laughs> the mess. The mess. I mean, people would be upset with me. And I'm like, I have to speak my truth, y'all. I got to speak my truth, fam. Um, like, here's the thing. Like, it's not even like in season one we were seeing, like, the ghost of um, Allie in Hannah's room or anything like that. Like, 
it's been so long since we even touched on anything with Alec, minus the fact like, oh, Duncan. Like, like Jay, we're on the Duncan part of Ali's life now. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> I wish I wish there was a little bit more about like the Vivian stuff if we're going down that route. But we don't even get mm-hmm. enough of like that. We don't even get a flashback. We we know this show likes no. flashbacks. Yes. Like give us Vivian in a flashback. Sure. I I'll take it. Or or like or, show, or, don't um, tell. Don't tell me what she used to do with Duncan. Show me. Like I, Jay, I told you, like as someone who does not like flashbacks in this show in particular, I liked that Halloween episode when they went back to it. Give me an episode titled Vivian. And then just like none of the core four, just like we get to follow Vivian around and understand Viv in Ali's eyes. I'd be cool with that. I'm okay with that. Speaking That'd be of fun. Speaking of that Halloween episode, did you catch the voodoo doll in Allie's bag of stuff? No, I didn't. So that voodoo doll that she was given by A in mm. that episode is in her box of things that uh, that the girls were going through. Ooh. They don't know that it was given to her by A. Fair. But we know. Yeah. Yeah, because Jason was like 20 bucks, and she was like, give me that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. You're tired of the Alley stuff, but who killed Alley? I, I I still I'm still in the Occam Razor's camp. Like the simplest answer is the correct one, and that was Ian. All right. Like whether or not the note was fake. Whoops. <laughs> like he could have still done it, and someone could have still like killed him and faked yeah. the suicide. Correct. And then that goes to the who is a question. Yeah, so who killed him slash is A. That could be a different. That could be the whole thing. It might not have been A, but like who who's A? Uh, whoever tried to kill Jenna. Uh there's no and... shame. <laughs> I think uh... A is the person that's blackmailing the girls. <laughs> I think A is the one who's sending them creepy messages and dolls. I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna go back to Odie but Goodie, right? Uh, the A team, fam. Um, you have Jenna, Garrett, and whoever's thing with Jason. Um, and I think this was episode was the falling out of the A team. Like Jenna's, like I'm moving on with my life. Garrett stormed off in a. A fuss and whoever that third member was not okay with it and was like we're not going down peacefully if y'all are trying to get away from me interesting and and that's why jenna was at the house <laughs> interesting okay i i like this okay good <laughs> yeah um yeah. <laughs> i'm trying to unpack it do you, who do you think is the who, who do you think is the person at jason's house so 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 it would have to be someone who was like had access to we we haven't met we've met the mama we met the ma- mama um de Laurentiis, mm-hmm. and she don't seem like the type of person have you met the dad i don't believe so mate because uh, i think because jason wasn't there jason jason quote unquote wasn't there jason was like to, on a different city so who else would have access to the house that's the question well oh. It, I mean, like, it could be whoever was staying with Jason. Remember, like, you were saying someone yes. was staying with Jason, and we know someone 
someone was staying with Jason and it wasn't his mom and dad. Remember when there was the NAT club? Yeah. Maybe it was uh, like a, the sponsor of that group or something like that that was close to all of them. Or or like someone who like just graduated um, high school that was like close to them. Who was close we to do everyone. know this town loves creepy young adults. They do love creepy young adults. And, and, and listen, um, if there's anyone that Jason would trust, and we knew Jason didn't have a lot of friends, it would be someone that was in that club. And it's not Ian. And Garrett, they fell out. <laughs> Yeah. So that that's what I think. I think it was either the sponsor or someone who just recently graduated from the NAT club. Okay. Or maybe a sibling we don't know about. <laughs> so, AJ. Yes. Next episode is our episode our season two finale. It is if these dolls could talk. <gasps> oh no. <laughs> what is oh, no. if these dolls oh, no. could talk about? The last time we had dolls, we Emily almost died. <gasps> And we have seen a lot of dolls coming back. Um, you, you were talking about the doll from the Halloween episode. Um, the, doll the doll shop hospital. that they saw. A hospital, I meant. I'm sorry. So, uh, and guess what? A does not have a way to reach Hannah right now by cellular device. So A says, Hannah, let's have some fun with this doll. And didn't they do this in the last penultimate episode where the dolls were like doing crazy stuff, having the girls do crazy things? Yeah. Let's run that back. I think that'll be fun. Well, positive. Was it for, for um, you know, Emily? Um, but I, I think we, I think the dolls' mischief is a fun mischief that could happen. So, like being like, yo, uh, what, what, what is it? What I, I don't know. Uh, Hannah, <laughs> I can't think of stuff. Like Arya, you, you, you gotta choose. You gotta choose Ezra or your dad. And and then Hannah Arya has to make a choice and be like, ooh, oh, that'd be a fun one. Ooh, that'd be a fun one. <laughs> uh, what else is the good? Oh, Pam's coming back too. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Pam. I think um, Ashley and Pam. I, I I'm said that earlier. I really do think Pam's coming up. Ashley's like, listen, I gotta give you lay down. Like when she comes pick up um, Emily, it's like, yo, this is what we gotta do. We gotta be careful and stuff like that. And she's like, okay. And then they go back to the home and Pam sees the doll there. And she picks up the doll. It's like, oh no. <laughs> she's like, oh <laughs> I'm just I'm just having fun with this at this point. I love your headcanons, AJ. If people <laughs> want to know more about your thoughts, where can yeah. they read every intrusive thought that you decide to put on social media? Well, there's not many of those, but you can find me on Twitter at um the kiddors. And that's also where I'll promote any podcast that I uh, might do. Uh, what about you, Jay? Uh, you can find me on the website formerly known as Twitter at jmanji. Uh, that's J-A-Y-M-A-N-J-I underscore. Um, mm -hmm. And other than that, please send us your questions, your thoughts, uh, anything you want us to talk about mm -hmm. to secretspod at gmail.com. While you're yeah. at it, while you're on the internet, you might as well write us a five-star, give us a five-star rating, give us a review. If you do, we may just read it on the podcast. Um, shout out to RHAP fan 2020. Um, and also while you're at it, check out the Brazil, wow, I can't speak. Check out the it's Brazilian okay. Dragon Pod uh, and the Dragon Babies Pod. Uh, 
Felipe is doing some really great things out there, uh, covering some other shows, some other movies, talking to people about their own journeys with uh, media, both reality and otherwise. Um, and I think that's everything. So I until so. next time, AJ. Bye. Bye. Got a secret, can you keep it? Swear this one you save. Better lock it in your pocket, taking this one to the grave. If I show you, then I know you won't tell what I said. Cause two can keep a secret if one of them is dead.